All right, all right, all right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited about this compilation style episode because I'm bringing back four particular episodes that kind of deal with the bigger picture and some tangible things. So the first episode is episode 419 when we well, when I bring up this whole concept of training with a purpose, too many people just train for the sake of sweating and moving, and that is the number one way to lose motivation in 2023 and beyond trying to make fitness a priority. The moment you put purpose behind your workouts, the longer you're going to last throughout the year being consistent. And then episode 421, I bring up this concept of when is it enough? When do you, you know, reach your actual goal and have a moment where you appreciate how far you've come? I think too many people don't realize that they don't take enough time to appreciate what they have accomplished. And then we get into episode 423, and I bring up this idea of nutrition that fits your lifestyle. I think people need to be a little bit more realistic when it comes to choosing a diet, choosing a nutrition guideline or whatever it is. People kind of just drive themselves into a hole and they just hope that it fits. And then lastly, we're going into episode 425 where I bring up body image issues and explain how it's actually deeply rooted within us and we get pretty deep in this episode so i'm excited for you guys to listen to all four of these and hopefully this gets you motivated and going for the rest of this week so enough of me blabbing away here we go what's up my podcast listeners this is your host profound lukashevsky and i am not in my car obviously um, it was one of those busy ass days where I had to so-called pivot a bunch and here I am in my house talking to you guys. Um, before I get started, I got to do shout outs because the fact that I'm at home and I have my laptop in front of me, I can actually look at it and not cause an accident while driving. Um, new number one, all the way in Texas, the city of Houston. Shout out to everyone in Texas listening to my show. Number two, we have Columbus, Ohio. Number three, we have the city of Huntersville in North Carolina. And honorable ben- mention, number four, all the way in Austria. I'm totally going to butcher this. A city of Guminden? Guminden. Someone from Austria, please reach out and let me know how terrible I pronounce that. Um, But yeah, super cool to see Austria on my top five. I don't even know if I've ever had Austria on my top 10 even. So shout out to everyone in Austria listening to my show. That's super, super cool. Um, So today I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. I want to keep this to like 10 minutes unless I start like rambling on like crazy. Um, This whole concept of training functionally. So this is what I love about rereading books. So if you follow me like crazy on um, social media or my Instagram story, you know that I read a lot. And right now I'm rereading Mike Boyle's um, 
functional training for sports. I think this is the second or third edition. And, you know, I read that book, I think when it first came out, um, you know, I followed my Boyle's um, career very closely and I model the same way um, I train with what he does. And, you know, I bought this book just to have it and, you know, I'm reading through it and like a lot of the stuff I already know, but, you know, sometimes rereading a book with more experience, you have a better grasp of knowledge. And there's a couple things that like, I was like, Oh, I really like how he said it that way. Or I really like his way of explaining why he does X, Y, and Z. And, you know, something that kind of like stuck out to me constantly was this concept of training muscles for their function and not so much the aesthetic appearance because when it comes to you know functional training like it's almost a disservice to your own body if you're going to be training it in the opposite way that's designed if that makes sense and the biggest one that is like a pet peeve for mine and i've been posting this for years because i still see this stupid shit online all the time where people think core training is like endless crunches like endless endless crunches right and boyle um cites a lot of references to many great physical therapists and someone um that is probably the most researched person when it comes to the spine dr sue mcgill and every single one of them when they talk about the musculature around your spine, aka your core, your six-pack muscles, whatever you want to call them, they all say the same thing, that all those muscles are designed to prevent motion and stabilize the spine against motion. It's like literally will resist any kind of rotation, flexion, extension. That's what they're designed for. So if you are training those muscles into flexion, meaning you are doing countless crunches, you're literally training those muscles to be weaker. And when you think about it too, what we do all day, especially now with COVID, is we literally sit in a forward flexed position, making those stabilizers around our spine even weaker. And then when you try to get your health in order, you're going into the gym and you are doing endless crunches because you want a thinner waist, a six pack, whatever it is. And then you're literally just taking steps back over and over and over again. And no wonder people have low back pain, neck tightness, shoulder pain, just from the whole concept of sitting and constantly doing crunches when they are just making things worse. You know, if you literally look at long list of anatomy of, you know, um, muscles that surround the spine. They are able to flex your spine, but that's not their main focus. If you think about all those little muscles that are responsible for keeping your back happy and safe, it's to resist motion. If you look at how much, ro how much rotation your lumbar spine is supposed to give, it's 13 degrees. That's not a lot. But then when you look at the rest of the spine, the thoracic spine up top, it's able to rotate to 45 degrees one way and 45 to the other, right? And I think extension is about 30 degrees. And the lumbar spine itself, it's designed not to rotate. 
and then you see people move through their lumbar spine on a daily basis and then go to the gym and they want to do like rotational exercises, but one, they have no mobility up top. And I'm speaking in relative terms when it comes to general population. And then you realize, no shit, everything's coming through the lumbar spine. And then these same people don't have enough hip mobility. So what's the culprit again, like taking over is the lumbar spine. And then you'll do stuff like crunches over top. You're literally training yourself non-functionally. And I, I don't really like that word because now it's associated with like, you have to be in a fucking BOSU with one leg and like doing weird shit. And that's just not what functional training is. It's, and I, again, I posted this a couple days ago, like functional training is training for a purpose, right? Or training that makes sense, right? So if I go somewhere and I'm training and someone asks me, well, why are you doing that exercise? I can literally give them a long list of why. And I think that's where people need to get to. And the one interesting thing that I've noticed um, in my career is that clients are getting smarter. They are asking why. Why am I doing this exercise? Why are we doing these exercises back to back? Why is my warm up this long? Why do I not stretch after I work out? Why should I stretch like on and off? Like all those kind of really specific questions where I remember when I first started in the industry, you tell a client, this is the exercise. They're like, okay. They don't like think any of it. They just do it. But now I think uh, the general population are a little bit more educated and now they want to know why. And for me, I'm kind of excited about that because there's a lot of bullshit trainers out there. Um, but again, if they're smooth talkers, they can probably make shit up or whatever it is. But um, clients are getting smarter. Just people in general in the fitness realm are getting smarter. So you need to ask yourself if you're a um, general population person right now and you're going to the gym or training at home and you've are following a program or whatever it is, you need to ask yourself, why am I doing these exercises? Are they getting me closer to my goal? Right? Like is the three sets of 20 reps of abs at the end of the program actually making me better? Or am I doing movements that were based in the nineties and I'm doing the same shit. And that's another thing too, is like I've met so many clients over the years where they try to get back into working out and I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing for exercise? Like, oh, the program I did in college. I'm like, that was like 20 years ago. I'm pretty sure things have probably changed since 20 years ago. Um, this is, this is why people need to keep up to date. And this is why I get into like tangents. Like I'm about to right now and I wanted to keep this short, but coach is not doing continued education. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like things change like every fucking six months. Like I feel like I am not educated enough, you know, but I'm, I think I'm okay in the sense that, you know, I keep my clients healthy. They don't get injured while training. They have never missed a day in the gym. I create a good environment for that to, you know, happen. And here I am like with clients that have been with me for eight, nine years and they're crushing it. But then there's coaches out there that get certified. They get uh, whatever other certification after and they're like, I'm good. I'm just going to go on Instagram and scroll through the hashtag like 
core exercises or whatever it is and just steal that shit and apply it to every other person. Like, I don't understand how that's okay. And then some clients just assume that's fine. And I need to stop myself there because I'm just going to go off for like 30 minutes about my fucking industry. But the biggest thing you need to start asking yourself is why, right? Look at your program right now. Like, how old is it? You know, like I've bought, you know, programs from other coaches 10 years ago. They were great then. But right now, if I took that program and to that coach, that coach would be like, yeah, you know what? You should probably not do it or like switch this thing and blah, blah, blah. Like things change. Things change all the time. There's better ways of doing it. And I think a quote that I kind of like live by is um, the former, I believe, vice, pre- vice president of Disney, um, Lee Cockrell. He always had this quote um, saying, you know, maybe there's a better way than we're doing it right now, right? Or maybe the way that we've been doing it has been wrong this whole time. Like you almost have to challenge yourself and, you know, I will read stuff from other people in the fitness industry where I don't agree on just to see, like, maybe they have a point. Maybe they have something that I don't know. Maybe they have this method that is like, amazing like you need to challenge what you believe in in order to grow because you never know and like the worst thing that happened you'll just be like yeah i was fucking right this is a load of garbage right that's a good pretty that's a pretty good feeling right but you know, ask yourself why are you actually training for function or are you just training for you know looks and aesthetic goals are fine it's just you need to do it the right way to keep yourself healthy to have more you know days in the gym So I'm going to leave it there before I ramble on, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram because I post a lot of video and photos for all my subscribers on YouTube. Thank you for listening to my show and then like hopping on to subscribe because sometimes it's better just so you can see me. Um, And for those who are listening on my podcast, um, 100% hit the show notes and um, subscribe to my channel because I have a lot of videos on there. I think I'm close to 2000 and this weekend I'm going to be filming a lot more exercise tutorials because I'm almost done editing my book and I really, really hope I can release it this summer. So stay tuned for the Ironclad Body Training System Volume 2. I'm super excited. That's it for me. Until next time, you guys. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Rafael Mastrzewski, and I have a fucking migraine. So here's a fun fact about me. I only get migraines on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, anytime the weather changes. And I've been um, documenting this for probably the last six months. And I have literally tried everything. I've only found one medication that basically destroys my insides that can get rid of this thing within like less than 20 minutes or just going to sleep and waking up the next day. But uh, that's that's where I'm at right now. But um, that is not the topic of the show. I wanna get into 
kind of like more of a bigger picture when it comes to um, fitness, health, weight loss, fat loss, whatever you want to call it. And it all kind of started with someone posted this like image of um, someone saying like, in your 20s, you think to yourself, you know, I wish X, Y, and Z was smaller. And then in your 30s, you're like, oh, I wish my body was like how I was in my 20s. And then when you're 40, you're like, oh, I wish my body was like how I was in my 30s. And when you're 50, you're like, oh, I wish my body was like how it was in the 40s. And then at the end, it's like, maybe your body was never the problem, it's something else. And really, it comes down to is, you know, what's happening inside your head, how you process things, and this whole concept is like, when is it enough? You know, and I think a lot of us kind of fall into this trap and rabbit hole of, you know, say you're trying to get fit and healthy, and you do see some result, right? When you get to that point, say you lost three pounds and kept it off, you're starting to feel better about yourself, things are fitting better, but then you want more. And no matter what you do, no matter how fit you get, how slim you get, you always want more. But then you gotta ask yourself, like, when is it enough? Like, losing five pounds, are you gonna be happy then? Losing 10 pounds, 50 pounds? And then when you get to those markers, like, are you now like, okay, good, I'm, I'm happy with my body? Most likely it's not. You know, I used to train a lot of figure competitors back in my day when I first started in the industry. And they have some serious psychological shit going on in their brain. Because you will have these women in their freaking early 20s lean, like so fucking lean to step on stage. And they still think that X, Y, and Z does not look good enough. So really, no matter where you are at this point, unless you change how you process you know, the way you look in front of a mirror, you're never going to be happy. You're never gonna be like, all right, I lost 20 pounds, I'm finally there, I'm finally happy, I achieved my goal. You're never gonna get there. And no matter where you are in your journey right now, probably 99% of you are going to feel that way. And I can say firsthand, like, you know, five years ago, I was not happy with my body. Four years ago, I was not happy. With, like, to this day, I'm not happy with my body, right? But it's one of those things you need to, like, almost, like, quiet down in your brain. And I get it, because, like, you know, I'm not overweight or anything, but I was. I once was overweight, and it fucking sucks. It sucks a big ass shit. It's terrible, terrible. And if you're listening to this where you feel over, like not feel overweight, you are overweight, overweight, or have been struggling with your weight for a very long time, you're like probably thinking, Raph, fuck you, you don't know anything. But no, like I get it, I get it, it's tough. But if you can develop a mindset that, you know, every milestone you go through when it comes to weight loss, fitness, and health, it needs to push you in a direction where you feel happy about it. You know, like when I hear clients go, oh, I only lost four pounds last month. Like, fuck, that's huge. Huge. You got to celebrate that. 
but it, for some reason it's never enough ever and then I'll see people do huge body transformations and they're still not happy right it's perspective perspective like you got to ask yourself when is it enough like can you like right now like shut me up like turn off this podcast video whatever how you're watching or consuming this and like literally physically write down when is it enough is it when you go from 200 pounds to 150 is that going to be like that marker where you're like yeah i will be really happy with my life at 150 you know and same goes for people like say myself like i don't walk around with a fucking six pack all year round right i'm basically at that body fat percentage that if i dieted really fucking hard for like two months i would be shredded i'm at that like body fat percentage but am i going to be happier dieting really hard to be that lean and shredded probably not like is my value going to increase probably not is like the quality of my life going to improve probably not and i learned this like probably four years ago and life has been a little bit easier like food has been more in control than before when i had binge like behaviors you know it's those things where you actually take time to sit down and think about and the biggest thing the last year and a half that I've been implementing is literally going on walks without my phone, without music, without anything. So I can actually like think and process things. Because if you think about your average day, you wake up, you're thinking about getting ready for work. You got to do your thing. You're at your desk for eight to 10 hours. You come home or you're still home and you got to like prep stuff for dinner or you got to get your kids doing X, Y, and Z. And then before you know, it's 10 PM and you're like, fuck, I need to go to sleep. And then you repeat it all over again. No time during that day. Did you actually like sit down or just like have a minute to yourself to like check in with yourself or like really think about anything you know like i feel that ever since i started this habit of like going outside and walking and having like 30-ish minutes where i can process things come up with ideas rethink how i can do something strategize a different way has been huge for me huge and these are the kind of questions that you need to ask yourself like say you go on a walk tomorrow and ask yourself when is it enough when am i going to reach my goals is it going to be a never-ending goal of me chasing low body fat percentage so i can look better and feel better maybe that's not what it needs to be maybe it needs to be where you're at a comfortable weight you know you're off your blood pressure meds you're you know able to walk a fucking mile without being gassed and your knees are hurting like you got to be really realistic and take the time to actually write this shit down like the biggest thing that i learned professionally and personally is planning out my entire year and i've brought this concept up in my podcast before where you writing shit down is more powerful than you think it is like 
writing out like five goals that you want to achieve in the year is really, really powerful compared to like, yeah, I want to learn a new language. That's great. That's not going to do anything, right? You need the time to process like life altering changes. You losing weight and keeping it off is one of those things. You know, it's equivalent to like, hey, I want to move into a big house. Like we've been saving up a bunch of money. Our house that we live in right now has built up a lot of equity. Let's sell it and let's go into a big house, right? Something like that that's life altering. You're not going to just let it happen. You're going to actually like think about it. You're going to put energy and time into it. But for some reason, when it comes to fitness and health, we don't take the time to actually plan, create a strategy, ponder on it, like think about any kind of obstacles that may come our way. Like we don't ever go through that whole process. We just hope for the best. Like that's all it is. Oh no, I'm going to sneeze again. <coughs> so that is so weird. My last episode, I was like, oh, that's the first time I've ever sneezed on my show. And here I go again. Um, what are the odds? Where was I? That th totally threw me off. But yeah, so we need to take the time to actually ask ourselves, when is it enough? At what point are we going to stand on the scale, measure ourselves, try on a pair of pants where we are happy with the result? And you need to like tangibly like create that experience in your brain so when you get to that point, you can like finally be happy and fulfilled. None of us actually take the time to appreciate what we have. You know, like we are so fortunate so fortunate and like I love Gary Vaynerchuk because he just speaks it as it is and he used to say this all the time I don't know if he still does because I haven't consumed his content in forever but um, he would always say like do you understand how fucking lucky you are like the odds of you being born and being in the position you are in right now is probably like one out of like 36 trillion like it's ridiculous like you could have been a fucking tree you know what I mean you're a fucking human being that has the ability to do anything if you put the work and effort into it like that's how lucky you are and fortunate but we never take the time to appreciate um, what we have like I'm fucking driving a car. I could be one of those people that doesn't have enough money to afford a car and I'm taking the bus every day to work. Like, that is huge. Like, I will, before bed, and this is, like, how people get into, like, gratitude journals and stuff like that. Like, literally, like, taking the time to write down what you're grateful for is huge. How it's going to change how you process things, again, which is what this whole episode's about. Like, if just think about, like, 10 things that you are appreciative. Like, for me, like, I have my health. Like, holy shit. I haven't had COVID. I have not been tested for COVID. Thank God. Like, I did not have to go through those things. Whereas other people have. Like, I am, like, every day, I'm like, holy shit. I am so lucky to have what I have, what I've experienced. Like, it's huge. And changing that mindset, because I feel like we're in 
a place in our lives right now where everything seems like it's fucking shit and dark and COVID is literally like kicking you in the nuts and the throat at the same time. Like these little things matter, especially for your mental health, especially. Fuck, I am ranting on a good note here, but I'm gonna keep this short. Ask yourself this serious question. When is it enough? At what point, what metric do you wanna reach? Write it down, and when you get there, fucking be appreciative of it. Don't be like, oh, but I wish like this part of my body didn't have fat. Like, fuck that. Like, come on. If you go down that route, like, everything is gonna go to shit. So be realistic, find that metric, ask yourself, when is it enough? What point am I gonna be happy? And things are gonna start changing in your brain where things are gonna click, you're gonna be at that tipping point where you're gonna see success. That's it for me, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble. You guys are amazing. Until next time, and don't forget to hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Add me on Instagram and give me a five-star review on anywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, for real, that's it. I love you guys. Until next time. What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski. I am psyched. I am pumped for this episode because it's sunny out here in Vancouver, British Columbia. We don't get that much sun. It rains all the fucking time. So when the sun comes out, generally everyone feels really happy and not in a crummy mood. But um, I'm excited to chat with you guys today because I've been listening to a lot of nutrition podcasts that kind of spew out the same kind of concept that I've been talking about forever when it comes to nutrition. And it kind of looks at the bigger picture of nutrition. And this also comes at a time where, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions from my clients and my listeners and viewers on YouTube. Um, Which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, definitely do that. Um, Is like, what diet should I follow? How should I be eating? And all that same bullshit questions that have been going around the internet and clients with trainers and people looking to lose weight the last, I don't know, fucking 30 years. And literally, like, the biggest thing, like, if you look at every diet that's out there that's popular, you think about keto, think about Um, paleo, think about intermittent fasting, whatever it is, they all work. That's what it is. They all work at the end of the day. And they all limit something in order for you to get into a calorie deficit. The giant issue that all of these diets have is you take a structured thing, say like keto, and give it to another individual that's not tailored to them in any way. It doesn't look at the history of your eating patterns. If you've ever dealt with any kind of binge-like behaviors, any kind of 
um, eating disorders. It doesn't look at your experience with food, your knowledge around the kitchen, your like background and culture in food. You know, like, you know, living in Canada where we have so many different cultures here, say my immigrant, and I'm still an immigrant too, but my immigrant parents coming from uh, Poland that say they were just fresh out of Poland, they were used to eating whatever they uh, ate back home and they come here to Canada slash North America and they get into fitness and health and all they hear about is keto and that's not really how they grew up eating like it's going to be very difficult to make that switch you know like you force someone into an environment that they're not used to they're not going to um, succeed in it so the that's the biggest issue when it comes to all these major diets or any diet that you find in a book like it's not tailored to you that doesn't mean that you should never do keto like you can probably do a version of keto that fits your lifestyle you know intermittent fasting for example is so so rigid when it comes to the timing of food that you don't have a lot of leeway if your day goes upside down you know and people forget that they are not um bodybuilders that follow a strict diet protocol like they need room like wiggle room so at the end of the day it doesn't like matter what you choose it this needs to fit in your lifestyle and i think people just get so caught up with like oh there's gonna be another diet out there for me that works better and that that's the thing people are looking for something that's going to fit their life you know what i mean and that's why people jump one diet to another because they're searching for that thing that's going to help them. And even when I get online training clients, uh, primarily for just nutrition, they are physically asking me like, okay, I want you to um, help me with my diet while doing intermittent fasting. And I'm like, why do you want to do intermittent fasting? And it's always like, well, my friend did it and they saw a lot of success and I'm like are you your friend do you have the same lifestyle do you have the same um, access to food do you have the same access of time like all these factors play a huge role but at the end of the day when you look at the research of nutrition out there and you also have to keep in mind that nutrition research is not very um, extensive in the sense that if you compare it to any other um, field, like look at the field of chemistry, like that science has been around, that industry has been around for like 3,000 years, like it's been a long time. Whereas nutrition and fitness, it's a young, young industry. It's very, very young, it's in its infancy. So that's why there's so much um, talk and argument back and forth of which way you should eat like should you go vegan should you go vegetarian should you just eat meat like there's so much discussion about it and no wonder people are constantly feeling confused and don't know what to do and then they just feel hopeless or they do find something that works in their um 
favor and they start liking it and then their friends start spewing off how being a vegan is the dumbest thing you can do while you're like no like I'm helping the planet I'm cutting down my carbon footprint my body feels better I'm not bloated and then you're just like questioning yourself like did I do the right thing did I do the right choice like it's so fucking frustrating and I can only imagine what people are going through but at the end of the day if you talk to so many nutrition experts out there most of them no matter what their view on nutrition is they will agree that if an individual eats a lot of vegetables some legumes grains adequate protein minimal processed foods you're on the right path for longevity and health but how people package what I just said is far different from them all kind of agreeing on the same thing because I can literally take a vegan advocate and someone who does intermittent fasting that's all about protein intake and ask them like is eating large amounts of um, vegetables fruits uh, a good idea they'll say yes if you ask them both like is it a good idea to have sufficient to high protein intake both of them will say yes and you start seeing this like trend that a lot of people actually agree is just how they package their message and it almost seems like it's an end-all be-all like you can eat like a vegan and still have high protein with meat like you literally look at all these different ways of eating and they all kind of come down to the same thing and the end of the day people just start arguing because they have this like egotistic thing that they need to be right and the way that they do it is better than like what you're doing which is so strange because at the end of the day like the fitness industry is supposed to help people make them feel better lose weight become healthier so really if I had a nutrition client and say I was like fuck keto it's the worst thing you can do you eat like an asshole you eat bacon all day and whatever else thing that you can think of that keto people do and someone came to me and they were like I really want to learn how to do the keto diet I want to train with you specifically because x y and z I would be a dumbass and an asshole to be like no we're not doing keto like f this and because i just don't think that's gonna line up with like what i believe in but i physically have an individual that might have been struggling the last 10 years to finally put their health in order and they came to you they had enough courage and determination and motivation to come to me and be like hey i want to change my life but i want to do it this way and you're gonna say no like fuck that like come on man i'm ranting this is great um so at the end of the day everyone wants the same thing and it's just you're an individual and you need to find what works for your lifestyle so stop thinking of like absolutes that if i go on a diet i hate that word but you're gonna pick a new diet you're not gonna just be keto you're not gonna be just vegan you're not gonna be just intermittent fasting it's eating like an adult like 
it's really hard to sell like a nutrition book or a nutrition program where you're like, oh, my way of eating is better because you're going to eat more protein and you're going to eat more vegetables and you're going to try to eat less processed foods. Like compared to, oh, based on research, if you have fasting windows of, you know, eight to 16 hours, you're going to help fight insulin resistance and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's easier to sell those kind of things. And, you know, having a little bit of pessimism in your sales pitch, like saying why your way of eating or diet is more superior compared to something else and you throw some facts that eating a diet high in fat can actually do this to your body like that sells giving simple instructions to the masses and telling them that's the key to success is not going to sell at all you know there's a reason why people watch the news that only reports like tragedy like devastation or some sort of like like right now oh, our covid numbers are going up or there's been an outbreak and things like that no one ever talks about like hey the place who had an outbreak within two weeks they were able to go back to fully functioning as a business and all the employees are happy like no one's gonna care about that like you almost have to sell something terrible in your product, in your way of eating, whatever it is, or like badmouth or bash another diet and say that being a vegan is better than that that way of doing things, right? So I'm kind of going all over the place, but it's just like, it's annoying to me because this whole battle of, you know, my way of eating is better than your way of eating has been going on forever. And the general population is so fucking confused more than ever, and they just don't know what to do. And honestly, at the end of the day, you just want to eat better and lose weight. So where I'm getting at with this is you need to find what suits your lifestyle. Don't make your lifestyle try to fit into a square peg when you're a round hole. Right, I use that analogy all the time. So enough, you know, trying to force feed yourself, pun intended, with a keto diet when your body doesn't tolerate high amounts of fat that well, or you overeat fat because you're not satisfied with the amount that you're getting, right? If being a um, vegan makes your body feel better, you're not bloated, and you're happier, like fucking go vegan. Like don't try to pigeonhole yourself in one aspect of eating. There's so many ways of doing it. You gotta find what works for you and your body and don't overcomplicate things. That's it. That is it. I'm gonna end it there, you guys. That was a lot. But thank you for listening to me ramble. You guys are amazing. Um, Hit the show notes, add me on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any requests on topics, let me know. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Give me a five-star rating on any kind of podcast player thing that you're listening to me on. And I will forever be grateful and continue giving you the best fitness and health advice out there. 
that's it for me. Till next time, you guys. What is up, my followers, listeners, viewers, and shit fits? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. But before I get into that, I just want to say that if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, you 100% should because I've been uploading a lot of video content, meaning um, a lot of exercise tutorials. Because right now, I am working on my ebook, possibly paperback as well. I haven't decided yet. I've been looking into different options. So this is gonna be a little, little bit of both of those things. So number one, my book, I'm in editing processes, processes? Processes, processes. Anyway, um, and it's really coming together. Um, I'm really hoping that this summer I can release it. Um, I'm also looking at an option where I can have um, a paperback edition because there's something about having a physical book. And I might do something special where if you buy the physical book, you get like the ebook for free or die. I don't know yet. Something freaking badass. Um, that being said, on my YouTube channel, every weekend I've been uploading like a lot, a lot of videos. So 100% hit the show notes of this episode, subscribe so you can keep up to date and check out all my amazing tutorials. Um, anyway, what we're gonna talk about today is a little bit of body image. And I haven't touched on this topic for a long time, um, probably at least two years maybe. And the thing that I wanna bring up about body image is like, if you think about you growing up, almost everything in your environment has probably influenced you to think that if you weren't skinny or slim or fit, your body was like, it's a terrible thing. It's the wrong thing. It's a bad thing. And even our media like portrays that like a lot. So if you took like an audit of TV shows and took out the characters that were you know, overweight, for example, or just not um, in a position where, you know, they're not fit or just slender. They're usually characters that are not the main character. They're usually maybe the stupid character, so-called stupid character, or, you know, they're a, a bad character. So if you look at, say, The Simpsons, Homer, overweight they make fun of his obesity they make fun of how he eats so much and he's like you know stupid right peter griffin from family guy same thing eric cartman from south park same thing and now if you go into like children's books there's a lot of examples in that um if you look at some of the um, earlier Disney films, same thing. Like, if you think of um, Alice in Wonderland, the queen, 
overweight individual was the bad person. They've done so many different like um, psychology research on um, how you identify with characters and people always chose people that were so-called overweight or a larger body type as a negative thing whereas you know someone who's just a normal weight is like normal but what we tend to forget is people come in so many different shapes and sizes there's no like right shape and I think our whole environment and culture has programmed us from the very beginning um, that being you know a certain weight um, or a certain size that's not normal is a bad thing but like that's not realistic because our entire life can't be I need to be a certain size I can't take up space being bigger than the person beside me is a bad thing like like that's just that's not fair that's like unrealistic expectations you know and no wonder especially women who become pregnant they always ask that question like do I look fat do I look too big and like these poor husbands like that is some (laughs) some murky waters to tread and if you say the wrong thing like obviously you're gonna hear it for at least a couple weeks but even at that point when you're physically growing a human inside your body your still brain go your brain still goes like i think i'm too big it's like no like you want to get big when you're pregnant like you're literally feeding and nurturing a fucking human in your body but for some reason your brain still goes oh my god i'm getting fat it's like holy shit and literally just just think about the like tv shows as a kid growing up how many episodes or storylines there was where they poked fun of people being too fat or too big compared to the rest of the characters or how many tv shows or movies you've watched where the fat character was like the funny one where people made fun of him or her and it was just part of the thing you know what i mean like it's always been part of our culture so no wonder when we grow up we have this constant pressure to feel that oh my body doesn't look like the standard body then I'm like a bad person I don't have any self-worth and you know x y and z and that's a scary thing because you're kind of going against the grain in so many different things and you know I feel bad for all those people that expect that they need to look a certain way but in reality is like health doesn't mean being skinny or a standard size health means that you know you're like overall in so many different categories of your life is just happy right and i've said that before on my podcast like health equals happiness health doesn't mean I'm constantly dieting, I'm constantly eating like a rabbit, I don't enjoy food, I don't enjoy my life, I can't go to social occasions, that's not happiness, so that's not health. Health is different for so many different people. Health, in my opinion, is that you move your body on a daily basis, doesn't have to be a full hour, it can be 10 minutes with the dog outside, Um, every day you eat vegetables and some good protein, some fucking chocolate like whatever it is and weekends you go out 
with your spouse, with your friends, whatever, for a nice dinner. You eat a fucking donut. You have some ice cream. And that's it. Like, that's health, you know? Health is you getting off your um, blood pressure meds. Health is being able to keep up with your kids in the backyard. Health is being able to help your friend move and not be destroyed the next day. Like, that's health. Health is not being restricted to a body size and being, you know, brainwashed essentially thinking that if you don't look a certain way, you don't have any worth in this life. Like that is the worst thing to achieve and worst way to live. Like, come on people, you got to think bigger picture. And sometimes like little things like that, like our media, the stuff that we watch growing up, they always depict bigger uh, characters as bad people and they're not like come on <sighs> I just hate when shit like this happens you know um, so you need to ask yourself if it's really worth bending over backwards um, in these situations that you're putting yourself on a pedestal and you know forcing yourself to think that you're only going to be happy or happy with your body if you look a certain way like that's not the way to achieve you know fitness and health and our our industry is terrible for that there's so much body shaming in both directions because you will see especially on the women's side where when women actually get into fitness and health they're consistent at it and they put on just a little bit of muscle there is one like one too many people commenting on that photo that you post on Facebook where you felt proud to show off like your lats or whatever it is your arms and then people go oh you're too muscular it's like to whose standards like fuck off man like it's disgusting when people get into those um, situations like come on and then you are basically in a battle of not having any like frame of reference of what good enough is like fuck you are good enough right now seriously you are good enough right now can you improve yourself to be even better hell yes but you're never below good enough every single person listening every person watching this video when i put it on youtube is good enough already there's nothing wrong with you you're at the baseline every single person on this earth is good enough exercise and fitness just magnifies it at a larger scale so it's in your best interest to be your better self on a daily basis and it's like the examples i gave earlier of just moving your body every single day even if it's just a walk outside eating like a human being and not a six-year-old just eating processed like cereal every day and having like meaningful relationships with other people and just being a good fucking human being like that's that's it that's how you become healthy not what you know the media your friends have put into your head we need to f refrain from that kind of mentality and things will start clicking like the moment you don't care about what other people think is the moment you're going to see true progress like 
the moment you just don't give a fuck about anyone else other than yourself and obviously like say your family your spouse whatever but like putting yourself first as a priority huge fucking huge and that should be the biggest takeaway of this short and sweet podcast is put yourself in fucking first place for once once in a while you know like if you're like me, an empath, where you want to take care of every single person other than yourself, you drain yourself pretty quickly, and you just don't have anything left. Put yourself fucking first, especially now during COVID. Like, Christ, we need it. So I'm going to stop it there, because I feel like I can rant for like another hour on the same topic, but hopefully that sheds some light. Put yourself first. Audit how many negative um, things in the media you see even from being a child like just get rid of that shit and start thinking about yourself start thinking about how I can be happy and healthy and your life will change and you'll start seeing so my video cut out super annoying as I was trying to end that and you know do my thing but Everything what I just said, it's going to change your life and you will see success finally if you change that mindset. Um, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram because I post a lot of videos, a lot of um, pictures and stuff like that that you don't get to see if you're just listening to my podcast. Um, give me a five-star review on anywhere you listen to my podcast. Hit the subscribe button for my YouTube channel because I post a lot of videos. And that is it for me, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. You guys are amazing. Till next time.